All right, here we go. And welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast. We'll give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. My name is Chris Border, best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness. Coming to you live down here in Burlington, Connecticut on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. And just a little quick real housekeeping here. If you want to get the show notes or look at a transcript of today's broadcast, head on over to yesfitnessct.com. Scroll down to the bottom, hit the podcast button, and uh, you can get the show notes or transcript for any of our 219 broadcasts. It's a lot of broadcasts now, 219. It's quite a few years we've been doing this. And just a reminder that you can listen to this on most platforms that you get your podcast on. Um, I know you can get it on Spotify as well. So just a little bit of housekeeping. That's all I got for you today for housekeeping. So let's get right into our topic, which is never say never, a four-step process to a fantastic, healthier life. So why I'm talking about this today is I am going to be visiting some grammar school friends, actually, this coming weekend. And I haven't seen them in a decade or so, probably longer than that. Being in the fitness industry, somehow the topic always rounds around to exercise and fitness and staying healthy and living longer, things like that especially now that we're getting a little bit into our mid-60s, that is a focus for everyone. And sometimes we're going to be people sit around and think to themselves, how did I ever get myself into this shape? Like, how did I get this way? When did I stop taking care of myself? Why did I ever stop working out? Why can't I eat healthy? Why don't I sleep well? all these things and they think to themselves hey can i really still get it done ever thought like should finally for this maybe the first time in your life start paying attention to these things and if you did you're not alone because a lot of people think this way a lot of people work through you know they're early they're recording and then they you know they're into their careers then they're into their families and their families getting you know kids are in high school college things like that next thing you know they're looking in the mirror and they're saying to themselves well you know way back when in my 20s i used to take good care of myself i used to go to the gym i used to work out i used to be active and then all life got in the way right in all different directions they came at me and next thing you know my wellness took a back seat but can i still do something about it and then there are some people who sit back and say, you know what? I never really took care of myself. I never thought about exercise, never thought about what I eat. But now all of a sudden it's right in front of them, staring them in the face, maybe looking at their parents and saying, wow, I don't want to grow old like my parents grow old. Well, no matter what group you fall into, whether you used to take care of yourself, maybe you're starting to try to take care of yourself now, or you've never taken care of yourself. The new good news is that it's never too late to get back on track after years of unhealthy living. Now, can we get back to where we were in our 20s? No, we're not going to be able to get that far back. But there certainly can reverse some of the health, unhealthy lifestyle and start to take care of ourselves. 
with respect to disease and function and our brain health and all that kind of stuff. So the very first thing we got to think about is that we need to be patient. We talk about this all the time when we're trying to lose weight, lose fat. You need to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. You need to know that your health journey will require a lot of patience. You're not going to be able to just snap back into good shape overnight. In fact, it's going to take longer than it did before. You spent years of living unhealthy. So it's going to take a while to undo all that stuff. I know when we think about strength training, if you were strength training, even myself, let's say I was strength training for months and months and months and months. And on January, when I stopped train, strength training for six months, okay, I would have to backtrack from January 1 back six months to where I was at. So if you take two weeks off, you got to go backwards two weeks to where you were at. So realize it's going to take some time. And with fat loss and um, changing body compositions and body transformations, people just expect to see too much. They expect incredible results in just after a week. And specifically with exercise, you will start to feel some results very quickly. You will start to feel more energy. You might be able to sleep better. You're going to be able to lift a bit more weight, but it takes some time. And when you don't, realize this, you're going to get discouraged and you're going to give up. But that isn't just not realistic, but not to mention it's also really not very healthy to do that. So the best way to get back on track is to do it gradually. Point of this is not to just get back into shape and to get to health style again, but it's also to acquire good habits. It's something we want to be able to maintain. We don't want to start this process again and then have it fall off again. It's not good enough to just get back into shape. It's to go back to it. You don't want to go back to your unhealthy living. Through this process, we want to learn how to treat your body and mind well, but not just for now for the rest of your life. So number one, let's just have the mindset of being patient, being patient with the results. Good time to hire a coach, whether it's with your nutrition or with, with lifestyle habits, a lifestyle coach or an exercise coach, a fitness coach, where they can really help you map out reasonable expectations, what you can expect from the changes that you make. The faster the changes, sometimes that's a good thing as long as it's not overdoing it, you get faster results. But let's think about, even though we're a little bit later in the years here, that we're doing this for the long haul. So the, the next thing is, especially at our age, my age being 63, before you start a new workout regimen, diet, or any kind of significant overall changing lifestyle, you need to consult your health professional. They know your body in a way that we can't know it. And if you did live unhealthy years for a few years, you need to check in. So we don't want to do some kind of serious damage to our health because we went too hard too fast or did something or ate something or, or exercised in a way that is unhealthy for us. You might have a health condition you didn't know about. This is not something to play with. Healthcare professionals will give you the most accurate information about the state of your health. They will tell you what you need to change in your lifestyle, whether it's your eating, 
your eating habits, your lack of working out, your sleep, your stress, whatever it is, you should be able to get that from your healthcare professional. If not, maybe you should look for a different healthcare professional. Did you know that many people decide their living situation based on good healthcare? Physician, they listen to physicians. So it's also important to have good doctors and good healthcare professionals available close to you. Make sure that's happening, okay? That's number one. So now we're going to talk about your nutrition. What we eat and how often can significantly affect our health and our well-being. Our diet plays a significant role in protecting us from various health issues, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and so forth, right? Our diet and our nutrition, we've talked about many times, affect these chronic deadly diseases. And did you know that about 16.3 million Americans, 20 years and older, have coronary heart disease? We know it's the number one killer in the world. It's the number one killer in the United States. So we can't overstate the importance of a good, healthy diet. If you want to get the best possible diet for your body, you should book an appointment with a nutritionist or a dietitian. I have a preference towards dietitians over nutritionists. But book an appointment with them. That's the fastest way to find out your body's needs and what you should avoid and what you should have. Sometimes we... Only think about the foods we should have, but we also need to think about the foods that we should not have or we should avoid. So there are some basic guidelines an average healthy diet must follow. A good diet for an adult includes eating at least 400 grams of vegetables and fruits per day. Got to get those veggies and fruits. We talk about it all the time. Also, you need to make sure that we're lowering our salt intake. And we really try to really try to limit the intake of free sugars, sugary foods. So some places to start there. Make sure we get enough fruits and vegetables. Make sure we're drinking enough water. Make sure we're getting, um, we're not taking in a lot of salt, less than five grams a day. Make sure we're not taking in a lot of sugar. Just some simple things to take a look at. But a, a dietitian can really help you pinpoint and give you some great ideas based upon the foods that you like and that you've eaten all this time and how we can shift and move you to some better foods. So once you get that nutrition dialed in, the next thing is to talk about working out. It's one of the most effective protectors for obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and other health issues. Regular exercise, obviously I'm an exercise guy, I think is one of the most important things you can possibly do for your health and for your longevity. We're not talking about longevity today. The unfortunate thing is those of you that worked out 20, 30 years ago, once you stop working out for a long time, it's hard to start again. And that's one reason why you need to start slowly. Don't go out there gangbusters. You may have used to be able to bench press this weight or you basically run that fast for that long. You're not going to be able to do that now. So have reasonable expectations. Start off slow. You didn't get out of shape overnight. You're not going to get into shape overnight. At our ages, we really need to make sure that we're not injuring ourselves. 
So again, it would be a good time to get a hold of a coach, a fitness coach, a trainer that can give you some proper exercise starting points and progressions, whether it's with your cardiovascular work or with your strength training. Because if you start that extreme workout right away, if you try to get in shape overnight, you're easily going to hurt yourself. And you know, it takes longer to heal than it did when we were younger. So for some of you guys, it might just start with some daily walks. Like get up in the morning and go for a walk. After dinner, go for work. At lunchtime, go for a walk. And if you want to make it more difficult, I guess you could start to jog or run. Not necessarily something you need to do. Maybe you need to try to get to use some of the other things for cardiovascular, maybe a machine, an elliptical machine, a bike, a rower, something like that, or do some uh, high-intensity interval training, which I would recommend for just about everyone who doesn't have a some type of health concern, where we're using ropes, sandbags, kettlebells, all that kind of stuff to get your heart rate up. Save those knees, right? You don't necessarily need to have to run to get your heart rate up. So it might be a good time once you start to move a little bit, once you start to feel better, to get a gym membership. Hopefully, if you, if you start to work with a coach, they put you through a good solid warm-up um, so that it helps you move better. Because you can tell we're not moving as well as we did 20, 30 years ago. So that's probably one of the most important things. Let's get a proper warm-up. Let's get you moving better before we even get into those workouts. And, of course, always try to find something that you're going to like to do. So a recent study published in JAMA Network Open suggests that older adults who got the recommended amount of physical activity each week via a variety of leisurely activities experienced a reduced risk of death over a decade, highlighting the importance of finding ways to stay active that you enjoy, which are suitable throughout your life things that you enjoy. I personally enjoy lifting weights. I personally enjoy sprinting and running. Those are things that I do, but you may not enjoy running or sprinting. Maybe you enjoy cycling. Maybe you enjoy playing tennis. Maybe you just want to hike. Maybe you like gardening. You need to be active. It's well documented that regular physical activity is vital for our health. It helps you maintain a healthy weight while also helping you to avoid a variety of chronic diseases, diabetes, heart disease, all those things that we talk about all the time. <coughs> so some of the current guidelines for adults, just to review them with you, we've talked, spoke about it before, is a minimum of two and a half to five hours of moderate intensity, aerobic physical activity each week. So two and a half to five hours, moderate intensity, aerobic activity each week. So it's like 150 to 300 hours. So if, you get, if you're at 150 hours, five days, that'd be 30 minutes a day for five days. It's always 30 minutes. A 30-minute walk. Get your heart rate up a little bit. Make it moderate intensity. Or you can have half of that amount, 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous physical activity, hard activity, working hard. So what would moderate intensity activity be? Walking fast, specifically in this area, going up and down these hills. Uh, doing maybe some water aerobics, riding a bike on level ground or with a few hills, playing doubles and tennis, things like that would be considered modern intensity. You're getting your heart rate up a little bit, you're you know, breathing a little heavy, but you can still really carry on a conversation. A much more vigorous activity, well, you might want to just only do 75 minutes per week of this. That would be, what, 15 minutes a day. 
would be if you're running or jogging, if you're swimming laps, really going after it a little bit, riding a bike faster, going up some hills, or playing singles in tennis, or playing basketball, things like that. Well, you can tell there's a difference in the intensity there. You don't have to do a whole lot of that. We're talking about 15 minutes a day, five days a week. You can't etch out 15 minutes a day to feel better, move better, live longer and healthier. In this study where they had 272 participants with an average age of 70, 70 years old, were recruited to examine if older adults would benefit from a variety of leisurely time physical activities as previous research has demonstrated than the younger people benefited from. In this study adjusted for health conditions, habits like alcohol, tobacco use, diets, socioeconomic status, among some other factors. And during the 12-year study period, the research examined the risk of death, comparing the reduction in the risk provided by different levels of types of physical activity. And participators, participation was recorded for seven different recreation activities. That would be jogging and running, swimming, golf, walking, cycling, racket sports, and aerobic exercise. Obviously, the most common of the activities was walking, followed by aerobic exercise. And then cycling, golf, swimming, running, and racket sports. 70-year-old running. How many 70-year-olds are really out there running, right? So those who participated in any combination of these activities but did not meet their current guidelines for physical activity were found to have a 5% lower risk of death. So they didn't meet those activity guidelines, but they still did something, found a 5% lower risk of death than those who were sedentary during the study. So doing something was better than nothing. And those with at least the minimum of the recommended activity, 150 to 300 minutes, 150 minutes, had a 13% lower risk of death compared to those who were inactive. So if you're inactive, gosh darn it, do something. Do some physical activity. We just talked about 30 minutes a day for five days. Do 15 minutes a day, and you're going to lower your risk of death by 5%. And work your way up to that half an hour. So you can get 13% risk, lower risk for death, right? Although the racket sports and the running were associated with the greatest risk of reductions, all activities were found to have health, provided health benefits, and the risk of death continued to decrease with additional activity beyond the recommended levels. So work your way up to that 30 minutes, right? Work your way up to maybe even two 30 minutes twice a day, right? That'd be an hour a day. So an hour a day for six days is 300 minutes. However, this diminishes diminished as activities increase to high and very high levels. So you don't need to do, you don't need to go more. Just get this 150 minutes, get that 300 minutes in. Don't try to think about doing 500 minutes. Don't try and think about doing intense activity an hour a day. The racket sports were associated with the greatest reduction in risk of death from heart disease and running was associated with the greatest reduction in the risk from cancer. And those who were participating in the recommended amount of regular exercise, regardless of what activity they enjoyed, benefited from a reduced risk of death from heart disease and cancer. So, hey, here's the message. You got to move, right? Researchers found that all types of recreational activities 
that get people moving are associated with greater longevity. So the most important thing an inactive overdog can do to improve their health, find an activity you enjoy and stick to it and move. Right? So we got to see a physician. So let's start working on your nutrition. Let's start exercise. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some mental health, the fourth part. So one part of the overall well-being people skip is mental health. And it's one of the hugest mistakes. Our brains deserve the same care the rest of our bodies do. Like sleep is so important. If you've been sidelined, if you've been sidelining your mental health for a while, you know how devastating it can be. A huge part of maintaining good health is through some self-care. Eating well, exercising is part of self-care. But there are other important factors. So part of self-care is also having a healthy amount of sleep and relaxation time. You must get sleep. That's when your body, your brain cleans out waste products. Talk about seven to nine hours a day and find some time to relax. You must also have a wonderful social life and stay connected to friends and family. We know friends and family are the number one and number two lines, the number two factors in living a longer, healthier life. Isolation can be incredibly detrimental to your mental health. So a hobby or an activity that you love should be a regular part of your life. Get together with friends. Get together with families. So in, as we think about the four things here, and I just want to think about mindset for one more time here. It's so important to be a part of something. It's so important to get up and have some kind of purpose each day, to get up and see people and talk to people, family and friends. It keeps you moving. It keeps your mind going. keeps your mind set correct. It's all part of that self-care. So you've got exercise, nutrition, mindset, three super important things to live longer, healthier lives. So as we just kind of backtrack here, let's make sure that we have patience and perseverance. Make sure like she's going to move along at a, at a process that we can have reasonable expectations. I'm not saying that any of this is going to be easy. You've been living your life a certain way for a long time, but you can make these changes, make small changes, and trust me, it will be worth it. And if for some reason you have difficulty in an area, if you have a difficulty in nutrition, talk to a professional about it. If you're having difficulty with exercise, talk to a coach about it, okay? It's well worth it's well worth it is well worth the investment and your future. So it's never too late, never too late to start. So get at it. Some expect reasonable expectations to see your doctor, work on your nutrition, work on your exercise, and work on your mental health. And you'll go be all set. So I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say today. I hope it was helpful. If you always have any questions, contact me. I'd be more than happy to give you a hand with any of this. And um, I look forward to talking to you again next week. So um, next week, I'll give you more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching.